What up, guys? This is Thomas Podcast. We back at it again with another episode with myself, Nair, uh, Denny, and Melden. Uh, in this episode, we got Mike Fox. He's done a lot of shit. Um, where the hell you been, man? Uh, been a lot of places, man. For real, just like photography has taken me a lot of places around the world. For real, so yeah. I know you've been in L.A. because we did a photo shoot out there, and I remember that too. Echo Park, bro. You still out there? Yeah, I mean, not in Echo Park area, but... No, I'm talking about you still live in L.A.? Yeah, we still out in L.A., still grinding. Been in Nashville, you know, just reconnecting, building some business there, and then it's L.A. next month, so... Hell yeah. That's what it is. So at one point you were local here to BG, man, but I guess one day you decided to do something real brave, uh, packed up all your shit, and just went and chased your dreams, bro. Tell us about that. Yeah, man, um... It took a lot, for real. I mean, I remember, like, two weeks before I even left, I was just like, can I really even do this? Can I really leave everything that I know behind and go take on something, like, extremely new and just adapt to it? So I thought about it a lot. And I was just like, I'd rather do it and fail than not do it at all and realize what it could have been like. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it just led to so much more. One thing about you, one thing about you is like, you didn't have a lot of money, like going back. Cause a lot of people, when they finish college, whatever, they're scared to take that next step because they don't have money or they don't have this, but they ain't got a fallback plan at all or nothing, bro. I mean, you can tell that it's, it's possible because you've done it. Yeah, man. Like I definitely didn't have any money, like had less than $500 in my savings when I moved and (laughs) for real, it, it like took everything because I mean, that's what it really takes for your passion. Like, when you're dedicated to something, you're going to make it happen no matter what. And I didn't let money stop me. I didn't let the fear stop me. Just like, let's do it, and we'll figure it out later. And that's what happened. So you just you just, you graduated, you packed your bags, and you left with no like, plans, no nothing. You didn't, you didn't have a plan like, or anything? Like, you just... I mean, I had a plan, and, like, I had some people that I knew out there that I met. Yeah. Because I had traveled out there before, and I ended up connecting with some dope people, doing some photo shoots and stuff, and it was just like... You know, you should move out here if you really want to do this shit, like do this photography stuff. So I thought about it a lot, and I was like, yeah, I can make it work. Just from the connections I made and just the places I've seen, I knew I could figure it out some way. When did you start doing photography, kind of just getting into it? That's a great question. Um, I started in high school when I was 18, senior year. And I remember it, too, because it was like they made us do job shadowing. And I remember, like, after I did that job shadow from that day on, I was like, I'm going to be a photographer. I held um, some gear. It was like a $5,000 camera, um, a Canon for uh, this guy. His name is Alex Slitz. He used to work for the Bowling Green Daily News, and we job shadowed there. Or at least I did. I picked two, but there were some other students too. And we pulled up, and like Joe Emma was there, um, Alex Slitz. They just had so much gear, and I was just like, bro, this is legit. This is like what I want to do. And, um, yeah, from that day on, I was just, like, committed to learning about it. I didn't get my first camera until graduation of high school. And then from then on, yeah, I was just shooting, like, every day. Do you feel you got the most out of BG that you could? Or do you feel like you kind of let the stuff unexplored? Honestly, it's crazy because when I come back to BG, I feel like there's something new every time. And I don't know why, though, because it's like 
there isn't always something new, but it feels like it because I don't know, once you leave and kind of come back, you got to have to you have to yeah. adjust to it a little bit. So um, that's how it was for me. I feel like it's there's always something Are new. Are you come so. back here often or is it every now and then, you know, see some family? Whatever? Every now and then for sure. Like I try to come back like at least a month at a time, though, because, you know, it gives me time to see all of my family because they're trickled down from Kentucky to Indiana and even in Alabama, too. Nice. So I try to just like hit the whole region to see everybody. Yeah, but it's everybody hard. can't like you know maybe get one weekend in or whatever. Yeah, everybody busy. Exactly. I mean, everybody has jobs, and that's one thing I'm really grinding for too. It's like I don't want my mom to have to retire from her job. I don't. I want to retire my mom. Yeah. You I feel me? Sure. Yeah. That's what I'm working for. It's like it's not just to be a photographer or to be an entrepreneur. It's like there's actual purpose behind this. You want to feed your family, man. Yeah, yeah. Money's I mean, always the motive, but yeah, but everybody nice. wants to feed their family, yeah, right? But it's like once you know your family doesn't have those resources, and it's like you grew up in poverty, you grew up in the hood. It's like you don't want that not only for your kids, but for your family anymore either. Like that have been through that shit with you. So that's what it is for me. It's like I know what it's like to be poor. I know what it's like to fucking eat TV dinners every night. My mom <laughs> fucking worked third shift when I was in high school. Like, I barely got to see my mom in high school yeah. because she was working trying to support me. So I want to give that back. And I'm working, like, every day, fucking every day, every night to get that done. What's, what's different is, like, you... All right, so all of us, man, our parents didn't have it like that. Right. So there's a lot of people that, that don't chase their dreams because of that because you gotta you're looking to feed your family you're looking to feed your mom you know and you do chasing your dream you're kind of being i mean to a sense selfish but i think i think it's the right thing to do because yeah. you like it but like what would you say to those people that that don't chase their dream like they go get a normal nine to five and do what they don't like just to just just because of their situation put some food on the table yeah and Actually, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with having a nine to five or a normal job. Because, like, at the end of the day, you got to make money. Like, you can't live and survive without money. So I don't knock anybody's grind. But it's also, like, you got to work towards a higher purpose, too. Because a nine to five can't be your end all. I mean, at least I don't think. Unless you really love what you do. But you still should want to do some other shit on the side. That, like, fuels your passion and makes you some money sometimes, for sure. Like, whether it's investing or just getting into something you like, you definitely want to have something that you can fall back on. If your job lays you off or you get fired or whatever, you just want a different job. You know, you got to have something that you are passionate about and you can eventually turn into some money. Yeah. But, like, going into going to California, L.A., fucking rent's high, everything's high. Yeah. How do, Like, how would you do it with no no real job? You know what I mean? Like, you didn't go there and, like, because I know people, they get, like, engineering jobs, they sign on, uh, get a sign-on bonus, $20,000 to move, to get settled. You got $500 and no damn job, and you're just going over there, and you kind of want, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's a big I mean, question. I wouldn't necessarily say I didn't have a job, though. Maybe it wasn't a real job, per se, because I wasn't, like, on anybody's payroll, but, like, I was working more than 40 hours a week, and I still do. And I'm okay with that, because it's, like, you got to sacrifice if you don't want to work like everybody else. And yeah. I understand that. But so, I mean, I guess you had some hard times going out there, though, originally, you know, just with work and stuff. I remember a few years ago, uh, you tweeted some shit, like somebody broke in your car, yeah. stole your laptop, stole your camera. Is yeah. that a little bit demoralizing? Bro, I ain't even going to lie. That shit changed my life. Yeah. Because, um, 
you know, all the work I put in for years was gone. And it was like, I feel like someone was out to get me. But at the same time, you know, it taught me a lot about myself. It taught me, like, shit's going to happen to you. You're going to get punched in the face. And what are you going to do about it? You're going to sit there and just cry like a little bitch. Or, like, you're going to get back up and keep it going. And what's crazy about that, actually, bro, is one of my best friends was getting married. Actually, the the, the next day, he was getting married. Or I wouldn't say the next day. I was flying the next day for his wedding. And I was going to photograph his wedding, bro. And they stole all of my shit. Like, the week of his wedding. And, yeah, bro, I'll never, I'll never forget it. Because I had a decision to make, too. It wasn't just get back up and keep everything going. It was also like, do I still travel and rent a camera and go shoot my friend's wedding that I promised that I've known since middle school? Yeah. And I had a decision. And I kept my word. I kept it solid. I ended up flying back. This was um, last year. I ended up flying back, renting the camera, renting the gear that I needed, and still shooting his wedding. And we still made it happen. And I had never used the camera before. It wasn't the same camera that I used because it wasn't available. So I used the camera that I've never used before. Same brand. It was still a Nikon, but never used the camera before. Had to learn, like, as soon as it got there. And it was the same day. I had to learn on Friday. That's when the gear got there. And we had to rehearsal dinner that Friday. And I had to learn the camera then and then shoot the wedding the next day. And they love the photos. That's crazy. That's the that's the ground people don't see. Like everybody yeah. sees the the how successful you are and all this shit, but they don't realize that everybody like there's there's hills to climb over, man. And yeah, it's just crazy. For sure, like, and it's crazy too because there's like there's different levels of success. You know what I mean? Like there's success of you know breaking the norm and getting out of your your everyday routine, and then there's success of like changing your life right so i feel like i've got to the success where i've broke out of my routine but i haven't got to change my life completely and that's the success i'm working for because you know like i said i'm trying to like retire my mom that doesn't take no regular success that's big time success so yeah there's definitely levels to this shit is that what you did kind of just keep working though when your uh, stuff got stolen and you just turned the camera out would you get a laptop too or yeah man like I rented that gear, and I got paid for the wedding, and I just reinvested to get more gear right back. back into it. Like, I literally made no money from the wedding, because I had to get my gear again. Yeah. Had to get a laptop. I think you made the right choice. There ain't yeah. no insurance or anything? I mean, that's the crazy thing, because <laughs> I just switched insurances that month. So I had insurance, but my actual items, like, you know how you have to register exactly yeah. what you have? That wasn't registered yet. That's bullshit. Damn. So <coughs> I couldn't get time. reimbursed yeah, for it. Yeah, that's hell of a time. It was literally within a three day span that I from getting my new insurance yeah. and putting that shit on there to that happening. That's, it was somebody close to you then. <laughs> yeah, Bro, I, you. I really don't so know what was going on. Like because it wasn't like I was just like leaving my shit out for everyone to come take it. Yeah. I'm not that type of dude. I'm a little smarter than that. But it was in a vulnerable spot to where they could get to it and actually see if something was in there. And I had tinted windows, so I was like, I shouldn't be too worried about someone trying to get into my shit. And they still did. See, now I'm a little skeptical of myself. I leave 
I'll leave any anything on damn cool. I leave my, my shit. I leave my car like, unlocked all the time. Bro, bro, do do not take bad. the same pills as I did. My car like, can't even lock. No. That's one lesson. <laughs> I don't even consider it like a loss. I consider it a big ass lesson because hey. I don't, I've never like left my car unlocked, especially after that moment. And then I always make sure I park in a spot that has like a camera nearby or to where it's a lot of people, a lot of traffic, so somebody can see something. And I just have to make sure of that because of that. It was like moment. outside your apartment or outside your house or where was it? Yeah, so I was visiting my aunt and it was literally on the same block. The same block my aunt lives on and it happened. And I was there for less than an hour. I was literally just there to catch up and that it's shit gone. happened. You think it was somebody just walking by or? Honestly, I really don't know, like for real. Because, I mean, I'll call the cops within, you know, the first 10 minutes that it happened and... They file a report. They can't do shit about yeah. it, man. They didn't have cameras in or anything. Fuck it. It is what it is. We got to move on from that. Yeah. Don't take L's. You learn lessons. Yeah, you just got to keep it's it moving. It is. I mean, I really learned. You got to keep it moving from that because nobody was going to help me. Like, oh, yeah, I, I started yeah, a yeah. GoFundMe, like, and nobody gave a shit. Literally. Yeah, I, hey, I, I swear I would have donated. Nobody that's gave a, a shit. That's a big lesson right there. That's, nobody that's gave a shit. Switching like, up, like, kind of off topic, but I'm trying to move in December. So I've been I've been talking to you before. I don't know if you remember about moving, but like friends and all that. How 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 does it just work? Cause like you know what I mean. Like friends in Los Angeles. Yeah, or like just in general, just meeting people, networking. Like yeah. how how does that come up upon? Because like I can say I'm gonna go to L.A. I've been to L.A. like five six times, but I haven't met anybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. What's like the network? Like a like a long lasting connection type yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah, man. Honestly, with networking, it's just about being yourself and, like, showing your true intentions. I mean, especially for me, because I feel like my work's very transparent. Like, if you go to my profile, you can see exactly what I do. You can see me in these places, so you're, like, connected to what I do. So just being in the forefront of that helps you connect with people better. You know what I mean? So, I mean, yeah, that's just my tip. I mean, Is, wanna... it, is it more social media? Like, did you do your... Cause... When I when I came over there, you had a you had a group of friends, you know what I mean? You had, yeah. and they all I talked a little bit to them. It was that one girl I don't, I don't remember who it was, but she did photography too, and she was from like across the damn world. And it's kind of I'm trying to think of who you even talking about, but <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know who it was, but I know you were with a girl, and I asked you who it was, and you said some it was some place that wasn't close to California. You said she was visiting, and like that kind of amazed me because how the hell did you? get in contact with us you know because at the end of the day all that shit helps when you're building the brand when you're building the sure. business i mean people have a lot of different like viewpoints on social media but i mean and they're not wrong like social media yeah. is bad sometimes social media is like too much sometimes but at the same time social media is a a network and a tool that we've never had before so you still got to learn how to utilize it to your advantages and i feel like that's what i've done a lot because i've connected with a lot of people through instagram primarily and it just shows you the power of like the internet and social media and yeah i mean i've really developed a lot of relationships through that because like i said being at the forefront of your work and being transparent about it people connect with that especially through instagram because that's yeah. a pl platform where you can show your photos and just get like not only the best moments of people but also like their life you know what i mean you get a snapshot of their life too yeah 
And I, I mean, my Instagram is not like luxurious. I'm not sitting around posting with cars or like money or girls yeah. or any shit like that. I'm actually posting shit that I do and I don't have to fake that. And people can connect with that. You know what I mean? Your photography should be kind of a reflection of what you are, what you, who you are, what you exactly. do. Exactly. And my personality. And yeah. Yeah, exactly. Tell a lot about somebody about what they shoot, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Did I, you? Know, oh, uh, I know it's kind of a cliche question, being out in LA and shit, but you were like working with anybody famous or anybody big? Honestly, not in LA. I mean, the probably the biggest celebrity that I've shot with is Lil Boosie. And that was here. <laughs> that was in Kentucky. You that was in Boosie? Bowling Green. <laughs> Lava <Yeah>. Lounge. <laughs> no, I was at uh, this um, clothing store called Chris Boutique. I'm not sure if they're still there, there, but they're downtown. And they brought him in for an event. And I ended up getting connected and, like, come shoot the event. Like, Boosie's here and, you know, you can connect with them and shit. And I shot the event, got, like, this dope-ass photo of Boosie that is on my website now. Go check it out. And, yeah, that was... That was the biggest celebrity. He posted any of your shit? On, on he didn't. Nah. <laughs> I tagged his ass, but he didn't post it. Nah. He's a share, bro. Come on. You don't yeah. seem like a social media type anyway. I feel yeah. like yeah. I feel like we're going to reconnect down the road. You know? Oh, yeah. Sure. Nah, he on Instagram Live every damn day. He's a social media person. <laughs> he's a savage. Yeah, he's big on, he's big on social <laughs> he's media. He's a savage. Who's he with the shit? Yeah. Speaking uh, of uh, LA, what's some stuff that you didn't expect that like caught you by surprise about LA? Man, it's a great question. Definitely the DMV. Why is that? <laughs> the DMV, man. I done spent hours on hours in there. Because it's a little different from trying to get your tags anywhere else. Like, you got to get smog checks. You got to, you know, make sure you have all your, like, utilities and stuff when you pop in there. Because if not, if you, mess, if you make one mistake, that's another three hours spent. You got to come back the next you do day. You ticket and shit and wait. Yeah, and the lines, no joke, three hours, any time of the day. Any part of L.A. It don't matter where you at. It don't matter if you in the South Beach, if you in, I mean, South Bay. That's what I meant. If you in the South Bay by the beach, because that's where uh, I live majority of the time. I've been in L.A. And if you were in the Valley, all of it's still three-hour wait. It don't matter where you at. The dense-ass population is going to be like that. Yeah. And then all the checks and shit. It's not just, I want to get my Bro. car registered here in Kentucky. The lady pulled out. She told me, honk the horn. I honked it twice. She said, you're good. And I left. Yeah. <laughs> you know, small checks, nothing. I mean, I feel like it was pretty much that easy, like, you know, in Kentucky having my license here. But yeah. transferring it over, I had to learn so much shit just about living in California. Because that's really one thing that caught me off guard. You with the traffic? I mean, the traffic is terrible, but, you know, it's comparable like Atlanta, for real. Like, man, Atlanta you drop on the bypass here at 4 p.m., yeah. man. Scottsville Road, too. Yeah, like, yeah. Traffic's traffic, but no one likes that shit. It doesn't matter how long exactly. it is, what it is. Exactly. Traffic's uh, definitely a bitch in LA, but I definitely picked, I know what times to navigate. So that's the thing about it, too. It's like, once you live there, you learn how to navigate your environment. I mean, technically, you're working nine to five, so kind of you work on your own, own time. Yeah. Sense, so you don't have to go out, like, you know, when it's busy. But don't get it mixed up. Like, yeah. I got a job out there, too. Like, you do it there. I even worked a nine to five out there. It I'll didn't end up working out, either. but. Um, you know, it was still a job that I took, and I was actually a director of photography for a company that was doing custom photo shoots for clients. So they would basically get like a real estate client or get an event client, someone that's hosting an event or something. And I would go out and like manage not only manage the photographers that shot it, but I would also shoot it sometimes too. And it just ended up becoming too much. And you know, I went my separate way, but it was still a dope experience to get 
not only the nine to five life after I'd already been out of college, I never had a nine to five like that. And also just to be surrounded by all the creatives and stuff in that type of workplace. Cause they had a WeWork office in West Hollywood. So it was in the thick of everything. Yeah. I remember getting my car towed there, bro. I was so <laughs> Bro, The parking is so like horrendous in West Hollywood. You wouldn't even believe it. I got my car. Yeah, I should have. Did you ever get a ticket in L.A.? That's all I want to know. <laughs> Let's talk about tickets. Hey, I got, <laughs> me and him got a fucking ticket riding a damn. This was like, this was last month. Two months How? Ago. How does that happen, bro? $250, bro. What each, each. We rode, all right, we, we, we were driving on a sidewalk, and we're like, damn, people are on a sidewalk, so we got in the, in, the, in the right lane. And then we got off the right lane onto the sidewalk, and while we're on the sidewalk, all you hear is, whoop, whoop. We look back, two cops on a motorcycle. And when they come out, they're like, were y'all riding on the sidewalk? And we're like, yeah, we just got off the road. The cars were honking at us. He's like, you can't ride on the sidewalk. I'm like, we're riding on the street. He said, you can't ride on the street. Like, what the hell am I supposed <laughs> to do? Take it? And <laughs> yeah. yeah, am I not supposed to ride this motherfucker? Carry it on your back. And the next day, we got that ticket. Next day, I'm riding down downtown LA. And I don't know, man. I was just, it's hectic as fuck down there. Yeah, for sure. And I was taking a right turn. And I, I knew it was green. That's 100%. And I turned right. And whoop, cop on the same money. motherfucking motorcycle. <laughs> and I got a fucking ticket again. That bitch was 375 Holy shit. So in two days, I got like 500 and Me and him didn't talk that whole day. Bro, we didn't talk Not because we hated each other. It's because we were just, we, mad, we just <laughs> mad at each other. Like, yeah. for no reason. Mad that it even happened. Yeah, yeah, That's well, crazy. We just wanted to get your lunch. We, so, we were going to go to like Wolfgang Puck or some, some pizza restaurant down there downtown. We were like, that shit sounds fire, you know. We were trying to go to some crate place in the morning, get a nice breakfast. They were closed. It was fucking Labor Day. It was Labor Day, and we were like, let's go downtown, grab some shit. That place was closed, too, by the way, so we have tip for no fucking reason. Uh, we, sit, we sit down at some Italian restaurant, bro, and the lady walks up like, why do you seem so mad? Because we are, bro. We're fucking pissed. She said, y'all look depressed. Y'all look mad as hell. Like, yeah. Don't even ticket, Tickets will definitely ruin your fucking day. Like, yeah. no doubt. And I've gotten a lot of tickets in L.A. I'm telling you, over 10 parking tickets. Yeah. And... I couldn't avoid them, motherfuckers, because uh, <laughs> when I was registering my DMV, they hit me with a thousand dollars fee damn. on top of registering my car. They was like, "You ain't getting out of these motherfuckers." So, yeah, I wouldn't even register. Thousand dollars in parking tickets. I'm riding that bitch on, on no tag. I'm telling you, no tags or Uber. Bro. I thought about it, but I I couldn't let it ride, bro. Did you learn to skateboard or some shit? I did skateboard too. I skateboarded a lot. Yeah, I still skateboard, uh, longboard specifically. Longboard, yeah, I mean, that's a little bit more. Yeah, I don't, I don't, do, I don't do tricks and shit. Like, yeah, black people don't skate like that. <laughs> um, you know, I'll, I'm, I'm on the longboard, getting it. You know what I'm saying? Longboard with my dog and stuff all the time. So that's dope. Yeah. It, Who do you uh, stay out there with now? Alone, or you got some roommates and shit? I mean, roommates is just the best way to go until you're like. Super set. established. Yeah. I feel like because the you know real estate in LA is super expensive and. To even, like, get your own apartment, you could damn near have your own house in another city. So oh, it's yeah. like, yeah, it's like, why not just sacrifice having some roommates until you get to that point where you could just have another house? Were they, like, city? photography friends or you like, post Craigslist ad, like, yo, looking for two roommates, let's link up? So it's always been, like, a, a mixture for me. So, I mean, I've subleased from people on Facebook. I've only done that twice, but subleased from people on Facebook and then also... I've Airbnb some, and also connected with just people that you know looking for roommates. So I met a guy out there in 2016, and we just connected off the bat. I was literally working on some photos in Starbucks, and he's like, "Bro, your shit is dope," and we just connected from that, like literally. And he lived in Manhattan Beach, 
And I ended up living with him for, um, it was like eight months or something. So I was living on the beach for eight months, but it was expensive too. So yeah. I think it's one of the dopest things about living. You never really know where or when you're going to meet somebody big like that or network with somebody who could change your life really. Yeah. I mean, BG, like, you got a few opportunities here and there, but you didn't really got shit. That's yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, when it comes to photography, definitely. There's some connections in BG. It just depends on, like, what you're doing. So it's like you have to figure out what place is best for you in not only your lifestyle, but what career you want to take and what you want to do with your life because people make a living in BG. Like, people can really make some money here, but at the same time, like, People can make money in a lot of different places. Yeah. Too, just it's just what you're passionate about. If you're like crazy about weddings, whatever, he's got weddings damn near. Yeah. Every, right. Wedding season, you probably make yeah. it right. I mean, yeah. like, if you're in the fashion, I wouldn't even yeah. suggest, like, going to L.A. for fashion. Like, you can go to New York and yeah. make a killing. Anywhere, yeah. So it's just all about what you want to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think everybody has this vision of L.A., you know, kind of like big Hollywood, right. you're going big. I mean, yeah. they, have a, they have a mixture of everything, for sure. Yeah, no. I, I enjoy I my mean, time out there. I think it was dope. Going to Hollywood... I'm definitely not Hollywood because I grew up in the hood. Like, you know, you can't go Hollywood. You Hollywood. To, you yeah, Hollywood. I'm, Hollywood. I'm like, maybe I'm Hollywood, but at the same time, like, I'll you never forget. on the beach, bro. I'll never forget where I came from, though, because it's like, I still got people here. I still got too many connections here to forget yeah. where I came from. So at the same time, it's like, yeah, I've seen some dope shit and got to experience some dope shit, but... I remember the the worst of times too, and I still go, go through the worst of times living in California. So I mean, yeah, where, where you change and change shit, and just is, same shit, different city. Yeah, I mean, life is gonna be life, yeah. no matter where no you matter at you or what you do. You could be rich and you still gonna have problems, and yeah. you just gotta accept that. Is you uh the main reason you went down to LA is it to work on the Fox magazine? Because I know you got a magazine. If you want to explain that, yeah, man, yeah. So. So, yeah, I actually launched the Fox magazine in 2016. Um, it was a year before I moved to L.A., and I had the idea on Christmas in 2015. So it was about four months in between having the idea and launching it, and then it's been on go ever since then. But I knew from the beginning that I wanted to be something bigger than me, like not just a platform where I can share my work and just get my work out there because I could do that other ways. And... I really wanted to connect with people too. Not only people that I work with, but people from all around the world that I maybe couldn't meet or something like that. And it's definitely opened that up for me too. It's like I get to connect with so many people that I otherwise wouldn't have the opportunity to do. And the fact that I'm a photographer gives it that next level because then they can see my photography vision and be like, oh, he's translating that to the magazine, which has a visual focus on it. Yeah. So that's that connection right there. And then at the same time, too, I can work with people on photography through the magazine. So it just made sense for me to do for, you know, my career and my journey. So you just go like made, made a website with the magazine off the rip or just kind of start off Instagram slowly. I remember you were uh, getting some merch going on, you know, hats, T-shirts, yeah. stuff like that, get some money going. Yeah, man. So, I mean, it was definitely like a trial and error. I had to figure out not only the first steps that I wanted to take, but what worked best at the time. So I started off on Instagram just to build a community first because really if you want to build a brand, it's about the community and about the people that support you and really want to see you win. So I was focused on that the first few months, just building a community. And then the website came. And then I had to focus on the content side. And then everything else came, like the branding and the magazine, like the actual publication. And 
yeah, it was just all a process. I didn't really try to take on everything all at once. And although I felt like I've done that a few times where I just took on too many things at once, at the same time, it's like you always want to take it in steps and think about it in steps because, you know, you got to build on stuff. That's the only way for it to grow. You can't just, you know, get to the top without building on it. Taking so. too many things, like taking too many things at one time is hard it because is. Uh, that's one thing I would tell everybody is I had that S2K Grand page and I, I try to branch it out and I had all these followers and I was like, shit, how can I get money out of them? Yeah. As bad as it sounds, but you know, everybody's trying to make a living. Yeah. And uh, one thing I was going to do is I actually saw your Fox magazine and I was like, shit, we can make a magazine about cars, feature different cars and shit. And then I also try to sell merch and try to do this and try to do that and everything combined it all failed you know what i mean yeah. so i agree i agree with you're saying like you gotta you gotta do it steps at a time because that, that, that's just shit's crazy no it's real it's like you know you never know what works really until you try it like everything well i wouldn't say everything but stuff that works for other people doesn't necessarily work for you no matter what blueprint you follow or what tips they give you you got to figure it out by yourself so that's what really what it's been for me too it's like out of all the inspiration and the competitors I've looked at, I still had to make it happen myself and figure out a way for it to work for me. So the merch was like a trial run. It didn't really work out how I wanted it to, so I put a pause on that. And then I focused on the website, and then that worked out, and then I focused on something else. So as soon as something works out, you still go hard at it, but then figure something else that works out as well. And then the stuff that fails, just leave it behind. Keep moving because you're going to fail. Wow. Yeah, it's yeah. part of life. Yeah. Yeah. Anything you do, you, you just gotta get back up. Yeah. For real. Do you use the magazine as like, as a marketing, like a marketing strategy, or how how do you? How you utilize it? Yeah. yeah. So, I utilize it in a lot of different ways. You know, the connections, like I said, connecting with dope people just around the world. I've worked with people literally around the world. We have over five hundred collaborations, almost two thousand articles, a million website views, Damn. and. This shit has took a lot of time, but at the same time, you know, it's like, I envision that, always envision that, connecting with these people and creating this content because it's what I'm passionate about. So I use it really as just like a creative outlet for me to really express my passion for these lifestyle categories. So it's focused on photography, it's focused on food, on music, travel, fashion, technology. These are all things that I'm into myself. So it's not just work for me it's like stuff that's actually in my lifestyle that i can actually portray without having to try too hard at it you know what i mean yeah. so that's why i feel like it's been working out for me because i can really connect to it personally so kind of if you if it ain't work if you enjoy it yeah because you you do something you like and i mean you still gonna work yeah. i mean yeah you, now, gonna, you can't take the workout no. but you can definitely take like the hard, super makes hard it, workout. Makes it easier. It's enjoyable, at least. Yeah, yeah, it's enjoyable. And you're kind of working for yourself because you're bettering yourself. Like, that's one thing that keeps you motivated is everything you're doing. Because there's going to be tough times, like you said, whatever you do. Yeah. And you, when you get past that, you're, you're working for yourself. And it's bettering yourself. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, what legacy do you want to leave behind, too? Because, like, everybody can work, but not everybody's going to leave a legacy. So it's like, why not work and build a legacy? You know what I mean? It's like you don't have to. You don't have to try harder to do that. Mm -hmm. You just have to be smarter about it. 
Reinvest your energy into something else. Yeah, yeah reinvest yeah. your energy into some shit you love, and you can leave a legacy behind that. What they gonna say when you're in the grave? That, that's my thing. So, hey, throw my money in the grave. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of money, I mean, right. like uh, you said, you got like a million million websites and stuff. You got any sponsorship stuff going like that? Or yeah, so that's that the that's the crazy thing about the magazine because. We've also had the opportunity to work with a bunch of different partners around the world, too. So we've worked with record labels, publicist firms, PR firms, um, you know, a whole bunch of different industries all connected through these categories. And it's either people that want, you know, their brand showcased on the website or on the magazine or in the uh, in the print version advertising on there. And it's people that want their stuff on social media. And it's people that want their story told. But at the same time, it's like I always make sure it's pointed back to the ultimate vision of inspiring people to go after their dreams and just being different, being creative, and being impactful to the world. So if you read the content on the magazine, it's pretty much always people that are trying to help the world. It's not people that are flaunting money or um, just doing stuff because they can. It's They're doing stuff for a reason, just like I am. So I connect with it better. Do you got any stories like when you that you marketed for somebody or put somebody out on the on the on the on the page and their life turned around, you know? Yeah, man. I mean, I've even had people on my team that have changed their life just from working with the magazine, which I find more dope than anyone I've worked with because when you're working with someone on the team, you're like basically family almost because you're talking to them a lot. You know, yeah. you're, getting, you're getting projects done. You're getting stuff done. And I've seen people's lives literally change. Like, you know, I have an internship program that I run. And if you're ever interested, feel free to email PR at thefoxmagazine.com. We got internships available all the time. Graphic design, e-commerce, social media, PR, and editorial. So there's a lot of different avenues you can get involved with the magazine. Do you have to but, be in one area to do that? Or can you do it anywhere around America? You can be anywhere in the world. I've had uh, people on my team from all over the world, and a really cool story that I like to mention to everybody that I work with is, you know, I had an intern from Italy, and she was working for us for about three months. She was an editorial and social media intern. She worked on e-commerce a little bit, too, and she ended up landing a job at MailChimp, which if you don't know what MailChimp is, it's basically a newsletter, like, automation platform that we actually use for the magazine. And she ended That's up getting great. a job That's awesome. through <clears throat> us and got her visa to come to the U.S. and everything. She lives in Atlanta now and works that, for MailChimp. That's dope. Yeah, like... That's that's part of she it. She told me that. I was just like, that's crazy. Because I wrote her a recommendation letter and everything, and she landed that shit. So don't work for yourself. You're helping others get, get their dreams going too, man. Yeah, because that's true success. Like, you got to help people get to where they want to be as well. It's not about just you getting to the top. You got to bring people up with you. You, um, we talked a little bit uh, before the podcast about this festival you're running in L.A. Fox Festival, baby. Tell us about it. Yeah, let's talk about it. Let's talk about <laughs> it. So, you know, the festival, it's Fox Festival, and it's focused on bringing a lifestyle experience to life. So... You know, whether you're into photography, you're into technology, food, music, anything that the magazine covers, we're going to bring that to life. So the event, you know, there was an art gallery. We had musicians perform, DJs, food trucks, VR setup, 
even a live interactive social social media wall so people that were at the event could actually hashtag the event and their photos would pop up on the wall and you could see what was going on from social media and at the event from people that were just there so you can explore and do more stuff and this was a weekend event too it was two days and yeah brought you know about 175 people out over those two days and People had some fun. It was kid-friendly, too. People had their kids in there. Everybody was just having a good time, enjoying it. What, what, it, what was inspired it? this idea, though? Like, like, what brought it about? Like, you don't just I'll make a festival. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I'll, I def, I'm definitely tapped into the culture of what's going on and what's new and, you know, what people in lifestyle really like. So, ComplexCon is a big thing um, in our culture and just what people um, envision when they see an experience of just lifestyle from the internet. And my stuff is more than the internet. It's obviously like content and people's journeys around the world, but um, I wanted to bring that into a lifestyle experience and let people actually get the physical hands-on vision of what the magazine was like. So we even had the print magazines of the magazine there. So people could come up, read the magazine while they were at the event. And then go downstairs and get some fucking chicken wings and listen to music all in one spot. And I even had a VIP area where uh, you could play Super Smash Bros. in there. So it was just like an all-inclusive like experience of stuff that I love to do. John bottle service? Nah, we didn't have any service. <laughs> Wing service. We definitely had some alcohol there. We even had wellness shots. So you could walk in and there was a wellness bar of shots. So you know you have like, um, I don't even know what they call the shit, but... There's a bunch of different flavors. The name of the uh, wellness brand was called um, Vive Wellness. And they basically, Vive Shots, Vive Wellness Shots. And they have all kinds of different flavors of wellness shots. They had a line down on the table, people come up taking shots. <laughs> and it was literally alcohol, just like, it? yeah, no, it's not alcohol at all. That's You're getting Cal- healthy from yeah. That's the most California shit thing. That's I've some ever California shit, like straight up. <laughs> and. Yeah, it was just such a dope experience because everyone loved it. Like, no matter what age you were, you walked in there and you just felt like it was a, it was a vibe, for real. Was that the Vive show? Was it, what'd you call it, Vive? It was uh, Vive Organic, sorry. Vive Organic. It's called Vive Organic. It was like a smaller company or kind of a bigger company contacted you, so let, let us put our stand up here. What's yeah. crazy is, like, they're pretty bigger, they're way bigger than the magazine. Like, they have retailers that are selling their product in their store um they may be even in like walgreens or cvs now because it sounds familiar man like i've you probably heard about uh, i be, i shop the organic section of kroger a lot because i i fake my uh i fake that i'm healthy but i'd be i'd be throwing down on. i don't know if they're in kroger just yet but yeah they're definitely big and they ship all around the world and yeah like i have this co-work space that i've been working at um for quite a while and it's in el segundo and I connected with them through there. So it's basically like a community of entrepreneurs. Uh, You know, there's some photographers there, too. They have a photo studio and stuff. So everybody creates there um, and works on their shit. And I connected with them through that. I told them the idea. And they're like, yeah, we're down. And we just set it up. Same thing with, like, the food trucks was more so set up through social media and stuff. I knew a lot of the musicians as well, just connecting with them through the magazine. So that's the thing. It's like I want all my stuff to be connected. Like, when you see what I do, you're going to see it's lifestyle. You're going to see it's photography. You're going to see it's all connected. Yeah. So that's what really sprouted, you know, the Fox Festival to bring a Um, experience. It's been a quick talk, but uh, I want to wrap it up a little bit and because I know you got to go. Yeah, man. But um, before we end it, I want to thank Dotto on the cups. He got us some timeless cups. Shout out. Uh, Shout out to him and his girl. 
And before we end it, we want to do the little timeless 10. Melon's going to do that, which is 10 questions, quick questions for all the guests. They're all the same. Not the same questions, but same questions for every guest. And go ahead. All right, let's start. <clears throat> if you had if you had to work but didn't choose, didn't need money, what would you choose to do? If I had to work and didn't need the money? Yeah, any job you could pick. Money doesn't matter. Honestly, I would probably uh, take photos. <laughs> 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 but second, I would DJ because I really love music. And um, I feel like I have a good feel for music. So I would love to, you know, just make people feel good through music. I wouldn't create it. I would just DJ. <laughs> if you could disinvent one thing, what would it be? What was the question? If you could disinvent one thing, one thing, one show item that's in the world right now, you just obliterate it. Never existed. Um, Cameras. Nuclear missile. Because, like, what do we need a nuclear missile for? I just feel like it's, it's something that we want to flex. I yeah. fuck with that. World peace. Yeah. If you could be one person dead or alive, who would it be? Damn, that's good. Honestly, I'll probably be Wiz Khalifa, bro. Hey, <laughs> that's the OG that's right we there. We were on back, back that's in high the OG. school. Uh, if you had all the money in the world, what would the first thing? What would be the first thing you buy? Um, good question. Uh, I'd buy a whole block for my family and whoever else needed some housing. Straight up, split the people. Shut if up. you had one piece of advice for the younger generation, what would it be? Um, do what you love. And if you don't do what you love right now, figure out what you love and get to it. Who inspired you the most growing up? My brother. Um, you know, my brother is five years older than me, and he pretty much acted like a father figure in my life. And he always you know, gave me advice and just heard me out on my perspective, so... Definitely my brother. All right. Uh, who's your favorite artist right now? Great question. Um, honestly, Russ. Definitely not Russ. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but I fuck with Russ. I ain't gonna diss him. Yeah. Russ is Russ is lit. Yeah. And he's he's a smart businessman. I fuck with Russ. But I'd probably say, man, like Wiz, just because. To this I've, day. Yeah, to this day, I've been listening to his music so long, and he keeps evolving, and I feel like. That's what I want my journey to be like. You I want to keep yourself evolved. involved, kind of. I want to be timeless. I want to be timeless. Yeah, and Wiz is timeless. Like you can listen to his music, and it still sounds like his music ten years ago, but it's yeah. still good. Yeah, yeah. It's so, all right. What do you think the most common reason people give up is? Uh, resources. People give up because they run out of money, or you know, they just don't have the resources to do what they want to do. That's a real last answer, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you. Yeah, like, for <laughs> everybody, real. Everybody talks about, you know, kind of, I mean, no I mean for real, like, yeah. let's talk about money because money's scary, for sure, but you can't let it hold you back from what you want to do. At the end of the day, you just got to figure that shit out because people with money didn't have money at some point. Like, 60% of billionaires didn't have money. And I'm pretty sure, like, 80% of millionaires didn't have money. So you just got to figure that shit out. Yeah. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? Man. Um, to be young forever. Not like in the sense of acting young, but just like being connected to the youth always because the youth is who is going to lead the future. So I always want to be connected to the future. That's why I'm big into technology because 
always want to know what's the next thing. That's what's right now and what's next. Yeah, it's like that. what's happening right now. How can I adapt to it? And you know what? What can we prepare for? And what's one thing you can't live without? Material item. Can't live without yeah. camera. Second, I'll... laptop. Third, <laughs> my dog. Yeah, I figured the first two for real. All right, one last question is for you. Sony or Nikon? Nikon. <laughs> Facts. Nikon gang. And uh, the last thing is we're going to break a clock and write a quote on it and sign it, which we'll do after because we got to clean it up. You know, the glass. Yeah. It's, and what's the quote going to be? Put you on the spot here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, look at, let me look at my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, and the fun fact too, all the quotes on my Instagram that I always say, I come up with those shits. Like in the moment, connected to the photo. So I feel like this quote will be good because it's really some shit. Can yeah. we hire you on for yeah. quotes? Yeah, what? Can we hire you on for quotes? We, we sit there for oh, yeah. hours trying to think of shit. I just look up some Nipsey Hussle hey, quotes. It, it, it or some gets shit. hard sometimes, for sure. And I wouldn't say creative. I use like all of, all of my quotes aren't necessarily mine. I yeah. quote other people, but. Most of the shit that I say is like stuff that I'm saying that I feel about a photo. Yeah. So put the clock up there in front of him. Oh shit, hammer. Oh yeah, I got I gotta get a good one. Five hours later. I got it. I got it. What's it gonna be? What's the quote, Mike? What's the quote? The quote is never stop dreaming because nobody can take away your dreams. And I really felt that shit a lot when my gear got stolen because I felt like for the longest time that someone tried to take my dream away from me. Yeah. Then I had to realize like this shit ain't material. It's mental. Someone can take your dream from you because I still have my vision. I still can make it happen. I just didn't have the tools to make it happen. So it's like never think your dreams are taken away because I've, I've been there. Yeah, and I know it's not true. That's dope. Uh, yeah, That's yeah, really good. Right, let's break this shit. Let's break this shit. You yeah. just kind of give it a tap just to break the uh, glass, and then we'll clean it off. And all right, cool. Let you. Ding. That's a good break. There we go. There we go. It's a good break. Thank y'all for watching.